the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to Tim DeMoss Show. How you doing? Happy Friday. Kind of a cloudy, sunny back and forth day. 83 the high. Love it. A little breeze going. Cloudy night, low 64. Looks to be kind of cloudy tomorrow. May get some showers both tomorrow and or Sunday. Even a thunder shower along the way. Tomorrow's high 75 and Sunday's high 80. Apparently the Phillies don't plan to lose anytime soon. They have won seven in a row now. Beat Milwaukee 8-3 yesterday. Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber among those who had home runs for the Phillies, each with their 15th. Phillies interim manager Rob Thompson talking about this. They're playing well. You know, we're getting good pitching. Eflin today didn't really have his... The normal command that he normally has, but he really grinded through it and, and um, got out of some tough situations. And, uh, and then the bullpen did a great job all the way through. You know, Renfro, he, he jumped uh, first pitch of the inning on Brogdon, but other than that, those guys those guys did great. Phillies interim manager Rob Thompson, Bryce Harper also on the win. we got to be confident in our lineup, you know, confident in what we can do, trying to weigh down pitchers and wear down pitchers as best as possible. You know, like you said, this is kind of how our, our lineup was built and this is how, you know, kind of our team was built as well, you know, pitching um, with our starting pitching and, you know, having the lineup that we do. So, you know, really just trying to do that each night that we go out there, you know, have good at-bats, um, pitch well, and you know when you do that and you play defense the best you can, you win games. And you know we've done it the last couple couple days, and you know I think it's paid off and showed you know how we are as a team. Harper also talked about the fact that the team they're playing now, uh, Arizona, they're coming in tonight seven oh five, and his thoughts on uh, playing them because Arizona's on a losing streak. Yeah, I mean they're still major league baseball teams, right? Um, but we got to take care of business. We got to go in and, and take it one game at a time, one pitch at a time, and we can't overlook anybody that we play. Um, we got to continue to to grind each bat out, um, no matter the score, no matter the situation, or anything like that. You know. Um, so I think just as a team, we just got to keep going, doing things we're doing, you know, playing the game the right way, and like I said, not overlook anybody that we play, and just take it one game at a time, and win series, uh, you know, and get the sweeps when we can. Phillies, Bryce Harper again. They're playing Arizona, a team that's struggling, but as he talked about there, you cannot overlook any of those teams. Seven five start for that beautiful night for a ball game. Game four of the NBA Finals is this evening as well. Boston leading Golden State two games to one. Tip off at nine o'clock. We're really looking forward to having. Wayne Momblow joined us today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Wayne has been on the radio station with us for decades. The program Let's Talk About Jesus, which happens to be our Ministry of the Month for June. And kind of at the heart of the the Ministry of the Month is like a spotlight slash contest. It's uh, usually something where you can win, but it's also designed to help you get to know the ministry better. And there are different ways that we try to help that happen. And one of them is to have the host of a given program on this show to talk a little bit more about the ministry, to talk about their testimony, whatever it might be. So it's a great way to have kind of a free-form conversation and have a chance to hear directly from the host of the program 
that you listen to around the you know other times during the day. So today, Wayne Momblo joining us. We're looking forward to that very much. And let's talk about Jesus. And uh, part of the contest part of this involves the book Friendship with God that he has written. Recommended to you very highly if you've never read it. Came out about 40 years ago. Revised it about 20 years ago. And it, uh, we talk about this throughout the day to encourage you to, to sign up. But it's, uh, it's really the book, that, the core of the book is, is to shine a light on God's desire to walk hand in hand with you through each day as, a, as his son or his, as his daughter, as opposed to, as it talks about in, um, I think it's in Galatians, about being an orphan and living like you think God's mad at you or there's a big gap between you and God or feeling like you're a failure or all those uh, lies that can creep in. And so uh, anyhow, as I read through, I read through the book um, in advance of talking with Wayne, I just, it was struck by the, the, the way, the way it's put together, lots of scriptures throughout. It's not a heavy book, but it deals with some stuff that's pretty foundational. If you go through life thinking that God's against you or God's mad at you or God's tapping his foot or whatever, uh, or that a lot, there's a lot of pressure on you it's a, that's a different way of living than the way it's intended. And so, um, and the book's actually relatively short. It's 140 pages or so. So if you don't win it, I'll say, go buy it. I would encourage you to do that because I know as I was reading through, I'm like, this is really good. I could even stop on page five or 10 and have been better for having read that. So we'll be talking with Wayne about that book and some other aspects of the ministry, getting some insight. Of course, we want to make sure we get our pun segment in today. Now that's punny. And whatever else we can shoehorn in the hour. You listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for hanging out today. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. This is the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560WFIL.com on the app. Thank you for tuning in. Classic from the Newsboys and Breakfast. Some of the headliners at Creation 22 coming up the end of this month into early July. It's Wednesday, the 29th of June to Saturday, July 2nd. Zach Williams, part of that event, Bethel Music on the hard end. Uh, you have Red, you have Disciple, and Hip Hop, got KB, got great speakers like Bob Lenz, who joined us in the program last week, many others. We have discount tickets on our homepage. I think they're $75 for the entire event. Includes space to camp, the whole deal, which is about as good a deal as you're going to find anywhere. While they last, grab them at WFIL.com. Creation uh, tickets discount there. So uh, there's that. Just want to give you a little flavor of what Creation is going to be. We're going to take a brief early break. And then Wayne, Blom, uh, Wayne Momblow from Let's Talk About Jesus, as I mentioned earlier, is going to join us. On the program, we'll cap our time off with let's talk talk about punny. No, let's uh, talk about Jesus is the program. Now that's punny is the capping off grand segment that we love love to do. The big cherry on the uh, on the Sunday, as as it were. So that's coming up as well during the uh, during the program today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL. It's Tim DeMoss Show. We're glad to bring on board Wayne Monblow from Let's Talk About Jesus. How you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic in the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you doing, my brother? Wonderful. Doing the same. It's great to know God's yes. in charge. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Well, the Thank mi- you, Lord. <laughs> 
We're glad to have you on board. Of course, Let's Talk About Jesus is WFIL's Ministry of the Month for June. And uh, we always love having, you know, you're welcome to call in any time. It doesn't have to be just during June. But that said, it's great to have an extra bright light to shine on the ministry and, and what's going on. Of course, the program each weekday at 1130 and several times on the weekend, too. Uh, now, as you know, doing a radio ministry for many years, you probably get new listeners all the time and you hear from them. So I always like to not assume anything. Can you take a couple of moments and just share a little bit of the backstory of how God got a hold of you in the first place? And then also we can chat a little bit about the path to LTAJ coming on, coming around and we can go from there. Well, sure. How God got a hold of me in the first place? Well, this we have to go back to 1972. Maybe back to 1971, I didn't know the Lord, and I was very lost, as we all are, but we just don't know it. And uh, through a series of events, I did have one time, I can recall, where I went out in the field, and I looked up into the sky, and I said, God, if you're really there, I would like to know you, because I haven't found anything down here worth living for. I forgot about that. But it was about a year later that someone started to share with me about knowing Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I was working at a, a ski binding factory, and I had grown up going to church. I went to youth group and services, but this guy was telling me something new about actually knowing Jesus Christ, that he would come and live in my life and if I invited him in. So after about three weeks of questioning and witnessing, I went to a particular Christian place with him, and somebody else explained the gospel to me and prayed with me, and I gave my life to the Lord. I received Jesus Christ. This was in April of 1972, and uh, it's hard to explain to somebody else, but I really sensed that he had entered my life that day that I prayed, and I was very much changed right away and had such a hunger and a thirst and a desire for God. And when I started reading the New Testament for the first time, about two or three or four days into salvation, I started in Matthew, and I got to the place at the end of chapter 9, I think it is, where Jesus is looking on the crowds with compassion because they're distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. And then he says to his disciple to beseech the Lord of the harvest for more laborers in the harvest. And I'm just like, wow, Jesus has a prayer request, so I'm going to pray that prayer request. And Lord, send more people to the harvest. And then I had like a second event with the Lord, and it's very hard to describe it in any sort of way other than I just felt I was some solitary place with God, and I was being asked, well, would you go? Would you go into the harvest, hmm. seeing that you're asking me? And and I said, yes, I was very happy, and I felt like in my life that that meant I was dedicated to service and uh, about two years later, about two and a half years later, I wound up at seminary in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, and from uh, from fall of 74 through all of 75, all of 76 to uh, January of 77, then I was ordained in the ministry, and I started doing volunteer work for the seminary I had gone to, and the person who ran the seminary had started this program called Let's Talk About Jesus. He began it while I was already up there. And long story short, he hired me to work with him because I was doing volunteer work for a while. And then he asked me to become a substitute host for him on the radio program. And then after a couple of years, he didn't want to do it anymore. And so I've, I've had it since then. So that's my little walk with God in a nutshell up to this present moment. So I've, I've been on the air with Let's Talk About Jesus 45 
of my 50 saved years. So wow. a lot of construction being done in my life while I'm hosting <laughs> Let's Talk About Jesus, that's, right up to the present moment. That's amazing. That's, you know what's interesting, too, while you're talking there? There are several parts in your story where you talk about something happening, and then a year or two later, the continuation, you know, I'm sure God's always at work, yes. but... Yes. It, and I, th- I think that could be an encouragement to people to realize as they are perhaps praying for someone to realize there may be some individual little, little seasons or moments where things get yes. a little clear, but they don't come to full fruit until a year later, two years later, you know, yes. right? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, one of the things I'll tell you, when, when I first got saved, uh, I was on probation. I'd gotten in trouble with the law. I was on probation. I had to go every, I don't know, couple of weeks or so. And I was looking forward, so looking forward to my first probation meeting after being saved. And uh, and I walked in there to the probation officer, this this woman behind a desk, and and I just went in and I said, "Well, you're not going to have any trouble for me anymore." And she goes, <laughs> "Oh yeah, why is that?" And I said, "Because I have accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior." And then she pushes her chair back from the desk. She goes, "Praise God! Wow, I've been praying for you." So there's an example of someone, a probation officer, praying for me. Wow. And, of course, my mom told me that she'd been praying for me for years. But that was after I had got saved, and I was telling her, and then some saved people came to her own church, and then she got saved. It was amazing. She's praying for me that God would save me, and he did. Then I'm praying for her. (laughs) And then he saved her. It was amazing. It's amazing. But time, yes, time. God listens. He does hear. We we need to be constant in prayer and not give up. I've been through so many things in my life, and I know you are too, and we just don't give up. You preach on pressing on for the prize of the upward call, and God enthuses us and it infuses us with his own grace and power, and he gets it all done. But it's always his own timing. He all it's always best when we allow him to lead the dance. And we're sensitive to them about that. Amen. Folks, just tuning in. We're chatting with Wayne Monblow, longtime host of Let's Talk About Jesus, which you can catch weekdays at 1130 a.m. on WFIL and several times on the weekend. Also, the daily prayer feature you'll hear on the radio station as well. You know, and that leads nicely into the prize that we're giving away. One of the main one that we're giving away with your help, of course, during the month of June is the book Friendship with God. And Mm -hmm. as I read through Friendship with God, I see what you were just saying there. Over and over, keep remembering things coming from God's side. It's very yes. easy to keep thinking through our own eyes, everything, yeah. including God. Um, so it came out in 82 originally, I think? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. It was my very first book I ever wrote, and uh, writing it in longhand back in the days before uh, laptops, you know. And yes. Hammering it out on a typewriter, you know, one letter at a time. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just, that's, God is our, we have a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and we never know unless we lean in. I mean, we can be thanking him that he's there, but I'd, I'd rather know the one that is here, you know. Yeah. Rather well, than saying he's there, I'd rather say he's here. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> do you remember what led you to, to, you know, typing away and getting that that together, the thoughts, you know, sometimes I think things yeah. take a while to marinate and then you finally, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's just what was on my heart at the time because, uh, you know, I had such a profound salvation experience, of course, and 
um, you know, really believing the Lord is inside of us, like he says, you know, and uh, and that seems to be a sticking point for a lot of people. We believe in God, but it's like, I, I don't know if we have this false humility, like, oh, well, he would never come and live in me, you know, he's he's way up in heaven somewhere, which he is our Father in heaven, but he also says that Christ is in us, and and that close connection, how close do we want to be with God? Well, as close as possible, thank you, Father, so... Yes, so I think that was it, about just God is here to really be—he's dedicated to our—not our financial success. He's dedicated to our our growth and development and success in life with Him. I praise God who gives us the victory. So, yeah, so it's written that, just that folks would know just how much God desires to—like Abraham and Moses walked in friendship with God, and and Jesus says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends, and so— it's good to know. <laughs> well, I would I would suggest to listeners to, you know, you don't win it, then go buy one. Because it's also kind of a – the fact it's – I think it's 143 pages. So it's long enough to have the good content, but short enough in a way to kind of reflect the simplicity of a friendship mm-hmm. with God. You don't belabor points. You just kind of briefly go through them, but you lay them out in a very easy-to-understand way with Scripture all the way through – to help clarify things. So it's not a heavy book, but it's really tackling something that's very foundational that people keeping God at an arm's length or feeling that they're not worthy to be nearby or mm. all of those different things. What have you found that over the years that prevents people from having a, you know, that friendship? Cause it's not cause God doesn't want it. You make that very clear in the book. Well, there could be any number of things. Um, I mean, two things that come to mind is just a sense of works in order to get something from God. And, of course, we begin with grace, and so that needs to be a clear path. But also, sometimes the way that we see ourselves, if we're looking at ourselves in the old understanding or our old old nature, we may feel that God feels the same way about ourselves, or we could feel, oh, I know God loves me, but I know what I'm really like. And, you know, sometimes just the way we think about ourselves can keep us out of the light of God's wonderful love. He loved us before we even could think. I mean, all the years that I wasn't saved, God still loved, he still covered all my sins. I just needed to get to the point where I could receive that. And that's why we need to, like, as soon as we receive Christ, it's good to be walking as close with God as we can, because it's our birthright to realize Christ in us, our hope of glory. So, But sometimes we have external pressures that seem to be we've got to give our focus to this, and so I have precious little time to think about my friendship with God. We think it's like some like uh, um, special thing we give to ourselves or something. We need to see it as our daily, my daily bread of life and living water is this relationship with Jesus Christ. The strength I need for the task at hand is from the joy of the Lord and strength in Christ. God does provide what we need, and the closer we are in real-time fellowship, the more aware we can be of that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I understood all of that back then, but certainly in a in a 40 years ago Wayne Monblow form, I understood that then. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Folks, just tuning in, we're chatting with Wayne Monblow, host of Let's Talk About Jesus. Again, been on the radio station for many, many years, uh, 1130 a.m. Uh, WFIL, uh, Monday through Friday, several times on the weekend. You can also hear Wayne with the Daily Prayer feature. I, I reiterate to me, and, the, and, and this month, uh, just to bring this up again, of course, we're giving away uh, Wayne's classic book, Friendship with God, a lot of scripture woven throughout, 
And a paragraph or two, a lot of times as I was reading through it, uh, in the revised version, I guess 2002, just to see uh, little clarifications. You know, I'm thinking education is also part of this process just to really understand what does the Bible actually say? And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to bang you over the head with it because things like yeah. when Jesus says, uh, uh, greater love has no one than this, he gives his life for his friends. You bring up the point that yeah. that it's uh, you, people think about Jesus dying for the sins of the world like it's a thing, but they forget the well, who the 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 who about it? The individual side of yeah. it, real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we it's unbelievable to realize we we are more than the object of his love. We are we are his vessels. You know the the promise from the Old Testament realized in the New is that I will dwell in them. Hallelujah. And so we have this realized in our inner vessel, in that inner room Jesus talked about when you fast, when you pray, when you give. Go to your inner room where God is. Well, where would that be? Well, it's not the closet next to the kitchen in my house. That's who I am on the inside, that inner room, the room within me where we fellowship with God. And and uh, every time we go in there, we can clean out all the cobwebs that have got, developed in our inmost spirit and our sensitivity towards God. Um but to uh, yeah. to be closer and closer all the time is just our desire. Paul said, the one thing I've... Well, no, that's David. <laughs> Paul said, one thing I do, I cast the past behind me and I press on to what lies ahead. Amen. And that's positive. What lies ahead is always positive. It's always an upward call of God in Christ Jesus. One of the, one in of a the... dark situation, he's always our very present light. Amen. You know, one of the things that I, I found helpful to think about, it was in chapter 3... Uh, where uh, titled "Hearing Your Friend," and you know, being God's friend, hearing His voice, and um, the part of I think when you brought up a, about the uh, parable of the sower in Matthew 13, and how the open communication, uh, like well, how Jesus explained the parable after everyone had gone away, and I think the point of that that little section in chapter three was that some people will hear. And and like it, it, it goes through their brain, but then they don't really go any further. They don't lean into it. They don't ask more questions. Mm-hmm. And how the disciples are like, uh, this is hard. We don't understand it. And so then he explained it all over again, and they got it. But a part of it was because they 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 were seeking him, and just an encouragement, yeah. right? So I don't know if you have yes. thoughts about that, but well, yes, because sometimes we can read something in God's word, and and we like it's like I see men like trees walking, but I don't think I'm getting the whole thing together. And it's like, well. Will draw nearer, and I'll explain it to you again. Yeah. It's like the similar is like in the Luke, the end chapter of Luke, when Jesus is walking. Jesus resurrected is walking on the road uh, with the two disciples on the way to maze. It says he says, beginning with the scriptures, he explained everything concerning him to themselves. He he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So that's they were walking with Jesus. We don't know what this means, and he explains it. So that's possible and uh, and and it's that's my daily walk you we walk with jesus and and of course again i demand an answer to this verse right away that's not going to get too far <laughs> but i love you lord you're everything to me oh he could bring something to your mind and say this is for you yeah and uh and it's wonderful yeah later on in the book too uh page 106 and a couple of pages beyond the uh, in the section just chapter five Protecting Your Friendship as part of this book. Again, folks tuning in, Wayne Momlow joining us today on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL in Philadelphia. 
And uh, let's talk about Jesus is our ministry of the month for June. And as part of that, we're giving away his book, Friendship with God. There's also a grand prize. You can win some other things, too, at WFAL.com, where you can enter for that. Page 106 in Chapter 5, there's a section on slander and how Satan will try to slander God uh, to us Mm -hmm. and also slander, like, his nature to us and also slander us to ourselves. Uh, I have Mm -hmm. a thought on that, but I would love to hear just your thoughts on that part of the process of obviously what can get in the way of having a you know, friendship with God because of the distortion of the view. Well, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. And, uh, and so he will, he will, uh, he can, uh, uh, he can just sit back and watch us do his work when we take ourselves down based upon who we used to be. But, uh, um, but Jesus, on the other hand, is always invitational. Come to me, come to me, come to me, take my yoke upon you. You'll find rest for your souls. Just come, hear my voice. You know, be, be abide with me. Mm. You know, I'm the vine, you're the branch. So it's just when you think about it, the like the the totality of our walk with God with with Christ. It's very invitation. Would you like this? Well, then draw near, and you'll have it. Where my servant, where I am, there my servant will be also. So we're always able to do that. And yes, Satan will slander God. Well, you know, God doesn't like you. You know, not that Satan himself is talking to us, but there's Satan and evil spirits. There's the world, the flesh, and the devil. Really, I don't need to be an expert on all of that as much as I really need to tune into the voice of Jesus Christ, because he says, my sheep hear my voice, voice of a stranger they don't hear. But I can lapse during the day, so can we all. I mean, it's like I could have been having uh, the most blissful time with Jesus Christ and peace and grace, and two minutes later I could be somewhere else entirely in my mind, if I'm not careful, because my mind can wander. I don't know if anybody else's ever does, but, you know, yes. it's pretty pretty common to happen. But God who lives within us as Christians, he's always here to feed us and lead us. The living water is on all the time. Uh, but so it's incumbent upon me to lean in and, and, and first of all, understand this is a relationship with God Most High. It is a, a friendship that he, the Lord, initiates, so the grace and the gift is to respond and, and to uh, just allow everything that does happen in a friendship to happen. Amen. Yeah, I have shared on the show once in a while, Psalm eighty four eleven, where our God mm-hmm. is a sun and shield. No good thing does he withhold mm-hmm. from those whose walk is blameless. Yeah. And I think Amen. about that in the character of God, because nobody likes to be misrepresented. I'm sure you don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. And that whole idea in, in chapter five about God being slandered to us, where Satan, even in the garden, did God really say mm-hmm. questioning God's character? Right. When I think of Psalm eighty four eleven, I don't think about me being perfect, but the fact that no good thing does he withhold. So by definition, my mm-hmm. entire life from birth to death, there's not a single millisecond where something I would choose that might seem better is actually better than what God has for me in that moment, because he's not someone who gives us mm-hmm. bad gifts or secondary gifts. So Yes. Hallelujah. You know? I love that, Tim. That's good. That's a good word. Amen. And God is my sun and my shield. I'm telling you, he's the bright light of my life, and he shields me from everything that isn't. He's He's awesome. Well, I, I, uh, I encourage folks, again, to enter to win uh, the book, uh, Friendship with God, that we're giving away all month, but also uh, certainly pick it up if you have not 
done so or the revised version uh now so it was in 1982 the original revised in 2002 a few tweaks additional thoughts font change yeah but now if my math right. is correct are we do for another one you know it's 20 years later than another one <laughs> <So>. no <laughs> believe me I, i'm still trying to finish my revision of another book i wrote called grace the essence of god so okay that's fair enough. Know, that's fair enough. Sometimes when you write something and put it away, it's almost like you should never read it again because you're going to go like, well, you know, I think I've learned a couple more points since then. And then, yeah. So, but I bet that's true. That's it's, good, though. Yeah. Thank God we've learned a few more points with the Lord. I hope so. Amen. There's, you know, there's, and there's one last thing I want to ask you about that I really appreciated about Friendship with God from uh, earlier in the book. It was kind of what you were saying there a minute ago uh, from 1 Corinthians 3, that talks about God causes the growth which I think, yes. again, addresses the striving and burden we put on ourselves. I think you were saying in, in Friendship with God that you're, you're trying to do God's yeah. job. You know, get in the sunshine, get some water, but let him do the, the, the fruit part and stop right. worrying so much. Right, yeah. Yeah, we got to make sure that we're not seed inspectors. You know, we keep <laughs> digging up the seed to see what's happening. Yes. You know, you got to let that thing grow. <laughs> yes. Let well, it grow. And, and God produces the fruit, too, which is beautiful, because he's the vine, we're the branch. So, And then he produces the growth. It's just unbelievable. And the fruit. You know, he's the older I get, the more dependent I am upon God, and the more I get to just appreciate more and more and more. It's just, I would encourage every single believer to just grow closer to the Lord God every day, if that's in your heart and your mind, because... Uh, You'll never be disappointed. The Bible says he's a very present help in time of trouble. Well, that means he sticks around when the good times are too. You know, you can say hi to him when it's good, not just when it's bad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, so now you've half answered my second to last question, which was encouragement for the church, which you're doing there already. The other piece of it is, especially as, again, you know, doing let's talk about Jesus all these years. There are people who are listening who aren't believers yet. And so... A word for those folks who might be listening right now who have heard about this Jesus but haven't actually leaned into him yet. Yes. Well, of course, my my simple prayer would be everybody on the planet would receive Christ and be uh, uh, stepping into that newness of life, that abundance of life. Jesus said, uh, I've come to give you life more and more abundantly. He said, the thief steals and kills and destroys and so many of us, that's our lives before Christ, or if you've never received Christ, you can say, yeah, I'm stealing, killing, and destroying. There's a lot of that in this world, but, you know, I'm 50 years in. I was just, I knew nothing when I received Christ into my life, and I was uh, wonderfully surprised when he actually showed up and saved me. And and 50 years later, I cherished that day in April of 1972. And so all I can tell you is, if you, I'm not saying give Jesus a try, but if you really are earnest about desiring to be free from sin and death and all the corruption in this world, uh, God really does offer abundant life. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And and to uh, and Jesus said, if you confess your sins and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, actually Paul the Apostle wrote that about Jesus, you shall be saved. And it's not so much about I'm accepting Jesus and that everything is automatically different and that's all I had to do, as much as it's it's really, I want you to know this, it's entering into a relationship with the living God, and it's so beautiful and wondrous, and it's, uh, I don't know if everybody experiences that way, 
But the invitation is for every single one of us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life. And the day I received Christ, that's all I was thinking about. I didn't understand any of the things like I'm talking with you about today because I've had 50 years in the low Lord. But it starts with this beautiful reception of Christ and the cleansing from sin and a genuine new heart to to do good and to love people and love God and be filled with love and and uh so I'm I am a, a real advocate of everybody receiving Christ and I realize God gets a lot of bad press in this world in these days but that's not my experience with God the living God and uh and I would encourage everybody if you're really desirous to walk in a newness of life whether you're religious or not um, call upon the Lord and uh, look earnestly and honestly for God. And if you look into the scriptures and you read the promises of Jesus and uh, Brother Tim, if, if it will be okay, I'd be glad to just have a sh- little prayer right now that just might help someone start on that way. Amen. Go for it. Sure. So let's just do this because this is how it was for me. Very, very simple and elemental. I didn't understand high volumes of things, but I sure knew the idea that Jesus Christ could come and live in my life and forgive me of all my sins and and present to me as a new creation. I know these things are true. I do. And so I just want to offer a simple little prayer, and anyone that would like to, you can pray this prayer. The prayer itself doesn't do anything. It's just words. But if it's met with a sincere heart desiring of God, uh, I would be glad to pray this prayer. And you can feel, you can just listen if you'd like. Or just pray along. You might want to critique it. You might want to lean into it. So, But it's just offered very simply and under the Lord and for you. Heavenly Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord God, I thank you that Jesus Christ, your Son, has died for my sins to make it possible for me to have a new life, a new way out of sin and death of this world into a life of your grace and peace and love with you, Lord God. I confess my sins to you now, Lord God. I desire to be free from every one of them. I thank you for paying the price in the blood of Jesus Christ. And I open my heart and I ask you to come into my life right now, Lord Jesus Christ. Please fill me with yourself and with your Holy Spirit that I might be your child and that you would surround me and protect me and fill me with your goodness and mercy that I'd walk in abundant life and know you. I sincerely ask for this in Jesus' name, and I thank you now, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for Amen, doing that. Amen, my brother Tim. Thank you so much. Can I ask how people can pray for you as we wrap up our time together? Sure. Um, you Well, first of all, you can pray however you would feel led. Yeah. Um, um, Debbie and I, from 2017 through about this time last year, 2021, it's been a lot of health challenges for us both, and we're we're both doing really pretty good right now. I mean, well, um, um, praising the Lord for that. So to pray for us, just that we stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ, that the Ministry of Loving Grace Ministries will be honoring God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, and walking in the simplicity and purity of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Word. I appreciate those prayers, and and that would be uh, be wonderful. That that uh, Paul once asked Colossians, pray for me that I might make it clear in the way I ought to speak. So if you want to pray that for me, I appreciate that too, because I'd love to see everybody on the planet knowing the Lord 
And if we could just start by all of us who say we do know the Lord to really be overflowing with the love and grace and mercy and peace of God, that would be awesome. I think that would draw more people to Christ. So sure. praying like that, always welcomed. <laughs> That's super. That's great. Thank you for taking time today. It's great to hear your voice again and to share you with the audience in this different way. We always, uh, and the door is always open. So feel free anytime something's on your mind, you want to share. Uh, we're here four to five every day. So, but this is great to have a concentrated time together. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother Tim. I really enjoy this time of fellowship. I really sense and feel the spirit of God, just as you and I are sharing together. And if it goes over the air, may blessings and the spirit of God go with us. Amen. Amen. Great. God bless you today. Have a great rest of your day and greetings to Debbie too. Thank you. Debbie's right here. God bless you. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wayne Monblow on the Tim DeMoss Show today. Let's talk about Jesus. I've uh, been hosting that program for many years. Started on WZZD, our sister station at the time, 990 WZZD, back in, I think, 1981 is my understanding. And then when uh, 990 changed formats in 2004, the program jumped from 990, which is a conservative news talk station now, our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. When uh, when that change happened, let's talk about Jesus went from WZZD to where we are now, WFIL. So it's been here for uh, almost two decades. What a privilege to have uh, to have Wayne on the program today, I believe, is the longest running show on our station. So no small thing. And most importantly, the words that are shared. Brief break. We'll come back. It's our Ministry of the Month, by the way. Contest is prizes and stuff you can win at WFIL.com. I can't think of a better way to follow up that prayer and our time with, now that's punny. Question mark there. Yeah. That's coming up next. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, it's about that time. Now that's funny. Our production director, Doug Schaub, helping out. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing fine, Tim. Well, that's great. Happy, happy Friday. Yes, it is a happy Friday. Are you ready? I'm ready. You sure? No. You don't look ready. <laughs> no, you don't look remotely ready. It's late in the day. Indeed it is. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to start here with a, a memory from college. When uh, I was in college, I went on a date with an anesthesiologist. Really? Mm-hmm. She was a knockout. <laughs> and that's all I remember. <laughs> yes. And that'll do it for now. That's funny. Yeah, you got to end on a high note. Oh, yeah. wait, we just started. Should have saved that to the end. <clears throat> Rats. Uh, you know, I'm always up for earning more money. You know, large family to feed and all that. So I applied for a job this week at a mirror store. <laughs> it's a job I can really see myself doing. Cute. You know, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Well, Tina and I have chickens. No, well, you don't. Well, we used to have chickens. Okay. We did. We all did right. have chickens. So the, uh, till the couple of them came to an untimely end, unfortunately. Mm, with you around, I'm not surprised. So, uh, nuggets. No, so... Um, <laughs> But we, uh, we actually had a chicken coop, and at one point we added two doors, and then we had chicken sedan. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> I slogged through that one. So, Doug, what do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Mm, don't know. Their middle name. 
the. Yes, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Go right ahead, caller. <laughs> Yesterday, for some odd reason, I found myself eating an entire feather pillow. And uh, I have been feeling down ever since. That <laughs> 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 happened the other la- last week. Seriously, Moose, something happened in the front hallway. I was like, what is that on the ground? He pooped out a sock. No kidding. It's true. This is not a pun. This is just like, what goes into a dog's brain that you would actually eat a sock? I had a dog that ate concrete. Are you serious? Mm, yes, I am. Sounds a little rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. A little gallstone thing there. <laughs> Gallbladder. So, uh, speaking of which, I actually, another job that I had, but I unfortunately got fired, was my landscaping job that I had recently. Um, I guess I was a little rough around the hedges. <laughs> Wow, two big ones. Man, I better stop soon. Uh, <laughs> you know, Doug, I have a lot of different um, things I've done in my lifetime and, and some skills that have developed. And one of them is I can tell when someone is lying just by looking at them. Like my mom. I can also tell when they're standing up. Really? Yeah. How's that? When they're lying and when they're standing. Thank you, Moose. Mm-hmm. Theodora turned 12 this week. Congratulations. Yeah, I took her to a bouncy castle. It was fun because twice as much as last year. That's inflation for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I uh, had a rare date with Tina this week and uh, went to this weird restaurant, different, and I ordered rabbit stew. Ew. Yeah, but I had to send it back because there was a hair in it. <laughs> you can see that one coming. <laughs> Speaking of food, Doug, did you hear that Uncle Ben passed away? This happened. Uh, the rice guy? Yeah, no more Mr. Rice Guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my. Um, so, Doug, where do pirates get their hooks? Uh, from, no, I won't say. Yeah. Secondhand stores, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get a good deal of those thrift shops. Does it matter if it's left or right? Now, did you hear about the two guys who stole a calendar? No. They each got six months. <laughs> I think if you're going to do something, you had you know, more than a calendar, but still. My wife and I uh, drove to Chattanooga a few weekends ago to visit our family. It's about 800 miles to get there. My brother asked me, he's like, did you guys take turns driving? He said, well, we couldn't go in a straight line. That would have taken forever. <laughs> what would you do with a brain if you had one? Thank you so much. Doug, did you hear the story about the Swedish auto manufacturer that went out of business? Swedish auto manufacturer that went out of business. Yeah. <clears throat> it's quite a sob story. Oh, sob. Yes. They went out of business in 2011, you know, right? I do remember that. End of an era back then. Uh, just a couple more, Doug. Um, I mentioned my wife. Uh, uh, we had a pleasant experience with the dinner and the trip and all that. But unfortunately, she said to me, today is the last day she's going to do any laundry of any sort. She's thrown in the towel. I don't blame her. Yes. I actually like doing laundry. I have fun kind of spreading it around and kind of evening the, the, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the soap in there. Mm-hmm. Doug, apathy, in case you hadn't noticed, is growing globally. Wherever you look, there's apathy. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this baby's getting a lot of work today. It's true. 
Doug, did you know, it's a little known fact, when President Trump, what is his last, do you, do you know what his last executive order was before he left office? Mm, no. It was to outlaw shredded cheese. And I think it was because he wanted to make America great again. Even if he wasn't going to be in office, he wanted to have a, an impact. <clears throat> Rough. Our um, nephew turned four yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him at first because I'd never seen him before. Four. I got it. Yeah, he, yeah got and it. when he was four, then I started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap this up. Oh, you sure? Okay. Yeah. All right. Just a little, just another couple. The inventor of the throat <laughs> lozenge passed away this week. Also, did you hear about that? No. Uh, the Smith brothers. I think he was cremated because there was no coffin at his funeral. Oh. You're killing me, Small. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Here's a question for you, Doug. If a king sleeps on a king-sized bed. And a queen sleeps on a queen-size bed. Where does the prince sleep? In a single? On an air mattress. On an oh, air mattress. A little intellectual oh. pun. That's not common for this show. No, it's not. Finally, last but not least. Thank you. <clears throat> what do you call an amazing champion boxer who struggles with flatulence? Gaseous clay. Gaseous clay. Yes, indeed. And on that note, dance like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and smells like something. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good weekend. That'll do it. And uh, Uh, ready, you too. All right. Now that's punny. What a fine time we've had today. Thanks to Wayne Momblow. Let's talk about Jesus. Our ministry of the month joining us today. Don't forget to enter our Father's Day dough contest. Two thousand dollars for your father or father figure in your life. Have a wonderful weekend. Well, we find ourselves with a little extra time here, so I'll repeat what I mentioned before the end of the show, which is we have our Ministry of the Month contest. You can win uh, Wayne Momblow's book, Friendship with God, an amazing book. You should get it. If you don't win it, I recommend buying it. The Father's Day contest going on. The Apologetics new CD is up for grabs, too. Those are just several of the prizes you can find yourself winning. So check all that out at WFIL.com. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.